Hello, SRU. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us. My name is Jeremy Lynch, and I am host of Hello, SRU. I am a professor of special education here at Slippery Rock, and I am joined once again by Dr. Nick Artman from what I'm going to call communications from here on out, and Justin Zackle, which I will probably still refer to as University Public Relations. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good, good. You know, we were just talking about this in a department meeting. We were talking about our new acronym, which is strategic communication and media. And we were talking about, do we change the acronym in like when you're registering for courses? Because right now it's C-O-M-M, right? Well, if you write out strategic communication and media, Scam. you come up with scam. So we're trying to decide if I we can it. maybe come up with a better acronym. That's why you just stick with communication, man. I got my scam degree from Slippery Rock University. <laughs> Justin will come in with a pun about it somehow. Yeah, and, and when you talk about titles too, I always get that uh, if you're a director, do you put the director before or after? So, like with today's guest, you have an athletic director, but sometimes they go by director of athletics. So, is it an AD or a DA? Which district attorney might be a, a different uh, title you might think of? Well, with that. I am really excited to <laughs> I am really excited to introduce our guest today. Dr. Roberta Page is the first permanent female athletic director of Slippery Rock University. She is a 1988 alum with a degree in physical education and a 2015 Rock Athletics Hall of Fame inductee. She still ranks fifth all-time in single season triples and finished her career as a 266 hitter for Rock Softball. But her contribution to college athletics did not end there. In 2009, she was named the Director of Championships for the NCAA and is a member of Women's Leaders in College Sports. It is with, honestly, with great pleasure that we bring you Dr. Roberta Page. Dr. Page, welcome back to The Rock. Well, thank you, Jeremy. That's quite the introduction. I like that. I should take you everywhere with me. Every now and then I get one right. So, I like it though. I love. I love it. That's good. Thank you. It's well, great to be some, here. Some people find it a little awkward when I give like the thirty second or ten second version of their life. They're like, "Oh, that's that sums it up, right? That's it. That's I all know, you got, right? Okay, yeah. gotta go. Let's wrap <laughs> up, right?" <laughs> no, really. Welcome back. We're excited Thank you're you. here. How does it, it feel? It, you know what? It feels good. It feels really good. I'm. I got goosebumps when you when you just said, how's it feel? And that's the honest to God truth, because it does feel good to be back. And this is an exciting week. As you know, we're getting ready to have, well, we've already had a lot of home athletic events. Uh, we'll have another big event this weekend with our Hall of Fame induction. So I'm certainly excited to have those um, those leaders and, and stellar athletes back on campus. And then we'll have our first home football game this week. So it's it's been a good week. Yeah, I mean, back to college athletics. I'm a former college athlete myself. I love athletics. I mean, obviously last year we we weren't able to do the things that we normally get to do, especially in terms of athletics. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, when I was at a, a women's soccer game the other day and it was just, oh, yeah. it felt so good. It felt good. Well, it does. It feels good to not only, I mean, in this leadership role, but I love just walking around and seeing the kids on campus. I have a window right behind me. Those out on the podcast can't see it, but I have students that walk around all day long and it's just good to see people on campus. Uh, and then I'd be even more excited to watch them practice, watch them compete. It's just good to be back at it. In a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah. So 
you're back, but you're in a brand new role. And Justin alluded to it in the intro for those that made it this far. Uh, director of athletics, athletic director, either way, however you put it, it's a big deal. It, it is a big deal. And it's a great job, though. I mean, um, to think about being in a position where um, athletics was so important to me, and now you get to come on campus where you went to school. It's your alma mater. I still know the buildings. I still know the town. I still go to Bob Sub. I still do a Camelot and all that. And then come back and you think you get to lead that group. Um, I don't know. I don't know what words I would use. Um, it's on. It's. It, I'm honored. I really am. I, I never thought um, back in the day when I was here as a student that I would ever return back. You always had that hope. Uh, you know, Dr. Lennox was my athletic director when we were here and we would see him and you think, God, he must have the best job in the world. All he has to do is watch sports for a living, right? <laughs> I can do that. You know, I definitely could do that. And then you get back into it and you think, oh my God, how did he do it for so many years? You know, and um, there's a lot that goes into it, but it feels, it does, there's something about being home. It feels good. Yeah. And it, and to be fair, it's a lot more than just going around oh, and watching out. Oh my yeah, especially this week. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. So it uh, it is a lot more than just watching games. That's the highlight of it. Sure. All absolutely. the other stuff that goes into it that um, others don't have to know about, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make it work every day for sure. Yeah. And for those that don't really have the inside or under the hood view of all this, NCAA athletics today, I mean, it's it's intense, it's competitive, it's very regulated. And that was before we had COVID restrictions and COVID testing for our athletes and COVID mm -hmm. protocols and all, and all those things. Yes. Um, the, the COVID has just added another layer uh, to some things that we have to worry about or some things that, you know, I joke things that keep me up at night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole running of an athletic department, there's, a, there's so many things to keep in mind that, you know, nobody under their watch as a leader wants to have a violation or do right. something wrong or, you know, lead your, your student athletes, your coaches down the wrong path. And certainly that's never our goal. But now to think that we're more interested or not more interested, but more involved in their health to keep them safe so that we can compete. And we're hoping that our competitors are doing the same before they compete against us to That's keep right. us all safe. There's a lot of communication. We thought communication was strong before. Now it's even even enhanced that we Good. have to, to communicate with each other, which is not a bad thing. No, not at all. And I think yeah. you, you you mentioned it, but I think you mentioned it in a really great order, right? It was student athletes' health and then the student part of the athlete. And I think yeah. there's a lot... I can tell you, I did not put the student part before the athlete part a lot when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. And I think that's, you know, that's what we have to remember at the end of the day. These are student athletes and athletics demands a lot of them mm -hmm. in addition to what their academics demands of them. Oh, absolutely. And Jeremy, you're not alone thinking that you were the only one that thought maybe you were an athlete student. You know what I mean? But that's why we call them student athletes is, you know, really in today's day and age, they got to focus on that student first. And when we meet with all of our students at the beginning of the year, you know, we talk about four things we want them to, to think about and concentrate on. The first one's classroom. You've got to get your degree. Think first and foremost about getting your degree because life after college athletics for many people is it's done. 
you know, but you're going to need a job. You're going to need a future. You're going to need a way to, uh, to, to make a living. So concentrate and do what you can to succeed in the classroom. And our, you know what, man, our students here have done a phenomenal job and, and they really do, um, accentuate the word of student athlete with, with the GPA that they that they had last year. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I wish, you know, we could rattle off the stats, but we have several teams that are all PSAC academics. We have several individuals that are all PSAC academics. And it is, it's the most important part of being here because at the end of the day, it's fun. I love sports and they love playing and, you know, well, maybe everyone doesn't love practice all the time, but we love competing for our sport. Yeah. But you got to get up and go to class and you got to be part of all of that experience. So as you're starting to approach this, and I know we're only a few months into your tenure here, what do you see as the, the best thing that, that we have going for us in terms of rock athletics? Oh, wow. That, that's a loaded question. The one, the one thing, um, I'll, I'll tell give you, you what a few. I, I, I'll give you say a few. Again? Okay, I'll give, give me you a few. few things. Yeah. I, um, I'll tell you what, I really have enjoyed, uh, the dedication, the enthusiasm, and the commitment from, from our coaches. Mm. Um, I think we have a great group of coaches that really, I mean, there are some coaches that are coaching right now that were here when I was a student. I probably shouldn't name them because that would tell you their <laughs> age. Okay. So I'm not going to name them. You probably <laughs> can figure them out, but I won't do Fair. that to them. Fair but there's a, there's a reason why people stay as long as they do at any, at any, at any workplace or whether it's an institution, because they must believe in it. There's an affinity to, to it. Um, and they buy into the system. Our leadership changes almost every single year. You know, we have sure. presidents that, you know, maybe three to five years or vice presidents or faculty. But when you've got coaches that have been here for 30 plus years, they're here for a reason. And if they hated it and it was that bad, I doubt that they would that they would stick around. And I'll tell you, last year, when, when you have a change in your leadership, there's a lot of times people jump ship, right? They, they go somewhere else. They don't know what that new leader is going to bring. Uh, they right. get scared. All, all of that. You can, you can throw a bunch of things in there. But we didn't have that. And that made me feel good that they're going to trust who I, who I am. I think that they truly believe that uh, I, I'm in it for the right reason. Um, I had a great job, Jeremy, before I came here. I did. I had a fantastic job. Uh, I had no desire to leave. Didn't think anything was was bad. I could have just stayed there till I was going to retire. But when this job came open, it was like, gosh, can you imagine going back to your alma mater and beating the, the athletic director? And so it was kind of like, do I do it? Do I throw my name in the hat for all my my alma mater? What if I don't get an interview? So I I had all these things going through my mind, you know. But it's you know, people have bought into to Slippery Rock for a lot of different reasons. I I've met with a couple of our our alumni who are um, gracious donors, and we talk about it. Everybody says it made me who I am. Hmm. Nobody can really say what that is, but somehow they all say the same thing is. You know, it made me who I am. I don't know who I am is good or bad, but it's who I am right now. And it must be okay, right? Because we're doing okay. But there's something about this place that it attracts you to it. You know what I mean? It attracts you to the rock. Um, and I, I love just saying that. I love answering the phone and saying, you know, Slippery Rock Athletics, you know, it's, it's 
kind of fun to say. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we, I don't know, I don't want to say forget about because we certainly don't forget about it. But one of the things that we really appreciate when we get inside circles or we get in, outside of our normal circles is how many people are connected to Slippery Rock in some yes. way. Yeah. Right. And, and the, it's a large community and a lot of it does revolve around, you know, some form of athletics. A lot of people identify with the fact that our score is somehow shown magically every Saturday afternoon at Michigan home football games, right? Like yeah. it's the random connections in places you go. And a lot of it does. It's, it revolves around athletics. We have a great tradition. Yeah. I, um, we used to go down to spring break down to Florida all the time and, Gosh darn it, if you wore your shirt uh, down there for spring break, you you could have sold it for back then. What 25 bucks would have been a lot of money for us, you know, to, to sell a T-shirt. But it was almost like people looked at it. First, they laughed at it. You know what I mean? But then they're like, oh, is that is that a college? You're like, heck, yeah, it's a college. Yeah, it's a university. There's something about the name that is attractive. And I love walking through the airport now with my stuff on uh, and people, you know, a lot of people sometimes think we're Michigan State. They go, go state, go green, all that kind of stuff. That's right. No, no Slippery Rock. Thank you. But I love opening up the, the Rock magazine and seeing where people have wear, have worn their, their jerseys or worn their shirts of, of Slippery Rock in the different places around the world uh, that we, we kind of find our, find our name. I think it, I, I love reading that part of the magazine for sure. Yeah, I think Dr. Phil found out the hard way what happens when right? uh, you use it out of con- when you use it inappropriately. Yep. It's a big community out there supporting <laughs> the rock. Amen. Amen. All right. So what are you most looking forward to? Not just this fall as we get ready for Hall of Fame inductions and, you know, return to college football at home and all of our fall sports, but you know, this year in general, year one. Reengaging some of our alumni um, that I, we have a lot of alumni that um, don't feel connected, maybe don't feel engaged. Um, and I want to take that as my, my job, my opportunity to re-engage some of those folks back to the, to the university. Um, you know, we have a lot of what I'll call local alumni uh, really close within, I, I don't know. I don't know the exact radius, but I know that we have a lot of folks within a two-hour radius that we need to just connect with and get them back here on campus to show them things that the good things that we're doing, things that have changed. Uh, let them know that we care about them. Um, want our, our our current student athletes to meet them, uh, see what they're doing after life after after Slippery Rock. So that's number one. I want to re-engage some folks with our with our athletic department. And then every person that I talk to, Jeremy, I tell them my my big push is to I, I want to increase what we're able to offer as far as our athletic facilities. Um, you know, I, I'm standing at a building right now that was built in 1960. Right. Um, and I don't know other than some cosmetic changes here and there. We need a we need some some overhauls in, in this building. Uh, we've got some some things on the outside that, that need our tender love and care as well. Um, we've got some fields and offices and spaces on this campus that a lot of our alumni are deserving to have their name on. Um, and so I want to do that as well. But that all goes back to the re-engaging, uh, letting people know how important they are. 
that I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for some of the folks that that were here when I was when I was a student athlete. So I want to re-engage. Uh, I want to continue to get better. Um, and then I I joked about this, and I wasn't really joking when I said it, but I kind of laughed in case it didn't go over well in my interview. Was <laughs> when, when I was when I was at the NCAA. I was I, I was in a position where I handed a handed a lot of national championship trophies to people. That was my job. As I got the handed over to those teams that were victorious, and I watched those student athletes cry of joy. Their athletic directors, you know, just just so excited, handed so many over. I'm now ready for somebody to hand me one. There you you go. know, I I want one, and um, I'm already cleaning out the trophy cases in the in the common area in the lobby here of of Morrow Fieldhouse because I'm getting ready. I mean, I um, I joke with all of our teams that we will have watch parties because I know you're going to get there, you know. And then when we get there, we're going to get one. And I want us so bad to to represent Slippery Rock with class. We'll win with class. We'll lose with class. Uh, but I know we're going to get there. And I, I think I, I joked a little bit in case they, like I said, they looked at me like I was crazy. But I mean it. I really do mean it. And I think. I really think we have the capability to do it. I wouldn't say it because I wouldn't put myself out there if I didn't think we could do it. Well, after we're done recording, I'm going to ask you which team you think you're going to oh, get there first. Thank you for not doing it on this one, right? <laughs> Actually, that's one of the three questions that I, I have prepared oh, for go. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put someone on the spot. Gotcha. All right. So student athletes, we talked about them a little bit before, talked about the focus on you know, the classroom, the academic focus, but what is the message that you give to our student athletes beyond just the, the classroom piece in, in general? Yeah. So that's a great question because I, I told them to focus on, and I had to think about this because I'm not really smart. I had to come up with words that all began with the same letter. So I didn't forget them. So I wanted them to focus on the four C's. One was the classroom. Take care of yourself in the classroom. If you can do that, That'll take care of what happens on the field or the playing surface or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Community. Get involved in the Slippery Rock campus community. If we want people to come watch us, we've got to support them as well. We can't expect, you know, uh, folks that are involved in Greek life or in the, uh, in the choir, in the band to, to support us if we're not going to go to their activities as well. And that also goes to the Slippery Rock community as well. Yeah. Be good citizens within our Slippery Rock community. Don't be what the town folks consider, oh, those kids up on the hill or those kids on the campus. Be, those are our, those are our community members. So get involved in both of those communities. The third one was <coughs> competition, like we just talked about. Don't be satisfied with just winning the PSAC title. Okay, that's going to be fantastic. Make it a point to learn how do I make it to the regional level? Because we can do that. We can be successful regionally here at Slippery Rock. And then ultimately nationally. I think we have an opportunity to be successful nationally. And then the third C is commitment. Make a commitment to the person sitting beside you on either side that you're going to stay safe. You're going to stay eligible. That you're, do, you're going to do what you can do to be a team player. Make a commitment to your coaches, right? And then I want them to make a commitment to Slippery Rock when they're done. When they leave here and somebody says, where did you go? Oh, man, I went to Slippery Rock and it was awesome. So when you have a brother, you have a cousin, you have a nephew or whatever, where do you want to go to school? You should go to Slippery Rock. Okay, why? Because it made me who I am. 
right? I had a great experience there and here's why. And I want each of our kids, when they leave, making a commitment to make it better for those that are coming after them. Hmm. So asking them when you leave, make one gift, make a $25 gift to your sport. The first year, when you do it one year, you'll keep doing it. $25 is not a lot of money. You know, I I can think of some other things that kids are doing with $25 going shopping at the outlets or things like that, right? Shopping. So I, shopping, yeah. So I say, just make a commitment so that you can pave the path for the next group behind you to always want to make it better. So those are the the four the, the four C's that I've asked them to, to concentrate on. No, I like how you talked about the community aspect because yes, I think that is sometimes, and I don't know, I don't, I don't want to overgeneralize because a lot of our student athletes are involved in so many other things across campus, but that idea of we are all in this together and whether or not you're in the marching band or you're in theater or you're in SGA, I mean, it's it takes all of it to make this work. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you, if you have have any of you watched Ted Lasso, Justin, thank you. Because I have the poster believe above my door. Uh, if you've not watched it, you have to watch it. It is um, I don't want to tell you the whole the whole um, just about what it's about, but if you're in athletics and you have anything to do with coaching. You will love Ted Lasso. And Justin, you'll understand why I say this. Ted Lasso is a man that got called, uh, he was a football coach and was asked to coach soccer overseas. He doesn't know a lick about soccer. He knows nothing. But what he does, and the reason why he's successful is because he coaches for the locker room. He coaches for the locker room to bring in the right guys and the guys that he inherited to respect one another, to look out for one another, to celebrate each other's successes, to help them when they're down. And the reason why he starts to win out on the field is because he wins in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And I said that to our coaches. I said, that's what you need to do. It's not necessarily bringing in the best players. It's bringing in the right players in the locker room that can mesh and be a team. And if you haven't, you you need to watch it. And he has a, he has a sign above his door. It's just believe, just believe in whatever you want to say after that. And um, it, I, I wish he wrote a book. I mean, because I would read it because I keep watching the shows over and over again. And it's really funny. It's a great comedy show. Uh, but there's got some underlying themes to it that I think if coaches or student athletes would watch, it would really resonate with them. And that's one thing about Ted Lasso, uh, Jason Sudeikis, the character that plays him. He just has this refreshing optimism about him. And that's something that, you know, when you think of coaches, you think of, you know, uh, screaming your athletes and being disciplinarians. But uh, uh, just the, the, the caricature of, uh, of, uh, of the opposite of what you expect from a coach is just re- really refreshing in that show. Well, Justin, I love that the day he celebrated and he went crazy about how good he thought the maybe the Powerade or the Gatorade drink that the, that the student manager made. And he was like, this is the best drink I've ever had, you know, but everybody else treats the manager. Like you see in the old time, they throw their dirty clothes at him. They treat him like crap, but Ted Lasso made him to be, he ends up being a coach, right? He ends up being a coach because he believed in him and he started to make him believe in himself. And so I just think there's a lot of life lessons with the show. Hmm. Um, that I kind of feel like I'm stealing from him a little bit with some of the things, not a lot of his dance moves because I am afraid I might pull a hamstring <laughs> if I do some of his moves, but it is, it's quite, it's quite comical. So it's, it's worth watching if your viewers haven't. 
uh, if your listeners haven't haven't watched it, it's it's worth it. They have stunt doubles for those kind of dance moves. That's what that's how they get away with it. <laughs> he might he does do it though, Justin. Don't you think he does? He's pretty good. He's he's pretty good. So Roberta, you talked about this idea of community. I guess the one piece that I don't know, maybe I don't want, again, I don't want to use the word forgotten, but what do you want to say to our faculty, the people that are interacting with these students in the classroom? And again, I will give some of our faculty some credit here because I was not a great representation of a student athlete. And I certainly didn't do myself any favors in the classroom um, with, but what do you want to say to our faculty when it comes to supporting our student athletes? Yeah. And, you know, Jeremy, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I was not a stellar student either. Um, I felt like, I will tell you though, had it not been for athletics, I probably wouldn't have made it through. Um, and I, I, I think I, you know, it's interesting. I met with a a group of faculty today just to talk about, you know, what, how has it been? What am I, what am I asking for? I, I, I want our faculty to, to know right now, you know, most of our, most student athletes graduate with a higher GPA than a lot of the the folks that are not involved in, in athletics. And I think to ask a student athlete to come in and, and be a student and carry a full-time load, and then we ask them to have a really, really hard part-time job, and that is, you know, being a, being a college athlete, and you know what goes in, into being that. And to think that last year, our student athletes had over a 3.4 GPA, mm. I think is phenomenal. And I looked it up today, and we had 37 of our student athletes have a 4.0 GPA. I mean, I can't even, if you added up my four years here, maybe it came to a 4.0, but I was like, I don't know how these, I don't know how these folks are doing it, you know, but I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, I think one of the things I, I really want to focus on Jeremy this year is mental health. Um, so yeah. when students are going to class and, you know, maybe it's not just athletics, but it's things that are going on in their lives. Uh, that are affecting uh, that are affecting their uh, their academics. Just because they're an athlete doesn't mean that they may not be succeeding because they're an athlete. There could be so many other things right. that are that are going on. But I also want our faculty to know that I'm I'm a team player. Um, I you know meeting with a group of faculty today, I begged for student involvement with our athletic department so we could have a win win. You know, I think we have a great opportunity through some of our, our, our academic programs to, to help students that want to do ticketing and promotions and marketing. And we have a need and they have practicum hours, volunteer hours that they right. need to do. We, it could be a win-win here. The worst thing I ever want as an athletic director is for us to go opposite ways and not together because we are not going to succeed if, if we can't work together. And, you know, I think many years ago, there certainly was a stigma about being a, a college athlete, um, you know, that coaches or, you know, faculty were ever giving grades. With, and I don't even entertain those thoughts because I just don't think that's happening here. I, I really don't. I have more faith in us as a university to think that. But if we're having issues with, with students, um, let's just all come together to figure out what we can do to, to help them. But I would do that for somebody that's not an athlete, too. Right. So if faculty have students in their class that are not athletes that, you know, maybe they were in high school and they miss it. Maybe they miss the involved. What can we do to bring them back? You know, maybe not necessarily get involved in the playing field, 
that they could help us with student work here that we have that keeps them involved. Uh, but I, I want it to be a win-win. And I want to continue for Slippery Rock to be one of the highest GPA um, departments academically uh, across the country. And I'll tell you, we're not too far from, from being one of the top. I mean, I think almost a three, four, four average. Holy man, that, that's phenomenal. But you yeah, know it's what? Impressive. I, I also credit our coaches for going after good students. I mean, True. good students. I mean, and I, I say it many times, you're better students or you're better athletes. They know how to manage their time. Absolutely. You know, you, you know, as well as I, people in the workforce right now that are hiring folks uh, that want to work in their companies, they flat out will tell you, they'll look at a resume to see if somebody was a student athlete because they know how to manage their time. They know how to, to prioritize. They know how to work hard. They know how to fail. You know, so I tell our, our students all the time, you know, take advantage of that in, in the best way that you can. Yeah, no, I appreciate that message for sure. I mean, there's a ton of resiliency that goes into being an athlete and especially a competitive division two athlete. And I think a lot of people think, oh, it's division two, right? Like, come on, what, what kind of commitment is that? I was a division two athlete and I can tell you that, look, the amount of time that you put in, I mean, it's comparable to the amount of time that's put in at division one schools. It's just your competition isn't at the division one level, but the time and commitment and the effort that you put in, it, it's the same. You're spending five, six hours a day at your, you know, either in practice or in film or in the weight room or in the trainer's office. It's a full-time gig in addition to your classwork. And I think some people think, oh, it's a different level. It can't be that much. No, that, that's, that's not it at all. I love, I get my class rosters and we, we go through the first day and, and I have them fill out this little form and I ask if they're an athlete, right? Love, I get the forms, go in and I start looking up their roster and one of the, you know, go to their team, look up their name, look up. Yes, their stats are always there if, you know, if they've played competitively before, but they always put in there too, academic all team, you know, what their major is, what, yeah. you know, the yeah. dean's list, honors, you know, things like that. That to me is as, you know, if you're a senior mathematics major and you're also the starting goalie on the women's soccer team, you got a lot of work going on. And so if you're keeping it all together and shout out to Miss Yoder because she is a fantastic student, that's, that speaks volumes about yeah. you as well, a person. And, and I do think to, to what you mentioned a few minutes ago, is I think it's sometimes it's actually harder to be a Division II student athlete than Division mm. one. You know, a lot of the folks in Division One have access to things that we just can't afford to, to do. Right. So, you know, I can't send a, uh, a professor on every away trip to make sure that they're doing study or taking tests appropriately. I'll volunteer. Or, and, uh, yeah, you're you need, tired. You need yep, a volunteer? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I can fill in for your class then. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> that hey, education, you're in. That's right. That's right. So I do think it's a little bit harder for them. They don't, they're not given all those luxuries maybe that the Division right. One athletes get. So they have to go out and do that on their own. Um, and I do, it, it is a full-time job. And, you know, some of our student athletes, you know, we, we have a group on campus. I hope everybody is aware of, of the group. We have the Student Athlete Advisory Committee which is made up of representatives of every one of our, our athletic teams. And that's really the voice of our athletic department to us as leaders to say, listen, you guys are killing us, you know, or we're really doing this right. And so that's the one group 
um, that we really pay a lot of attention to, uh, just because they're the the eyes and the ears on the ground with what we're doing and what we need to change, if anything, uh, to make their lives a little bit easier and not harder because you want to be an athlete. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Page, we've taken up a lot of your time already, and we know you are an incredibly busy person. So we end every episode with three questions. I know we mentioned them at the beginning and you, you know, have tried to think about some answers to questions you don't know yet, but here we go. First one's an easy one. Well, maybe not. Oh God. What is your best SRU memory? Hmm. My best RU, the one that comes to mind, um, I will tell you there was a time when I was on the softball team and I have a picture of it somewhere and I think I have to find it. But we were at at somebody's house and it was our whole team was there getting together as a team with our arms around each other singing uh, Lean On Me. If you remember that song, Lean On Me. And it was like to this day, some of those are my best friends. And I think it meant something for us then. And I don't know why starting to get a little emotional about it, but what, what that meant for me was those were going to be my friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't supposed to get sappy questions. I thought I was going to get like easy questions. You could have picked peanut butter and jelly. I thought that's what the questions were going to be. You could have had, you had free reign for that SRU memory, right? You know, you chose the sappy route. Okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. So I know there are, are all kinds of restrictions um, imposed by the NCAA, but if there were no restrictions, if you could add any NCAA team to rock athletics, what team would you add? Oh, well, could I add to, to, to us? What sport? That's a great question. Um, God, you're really going to put me on the spot because what if, what if, uh, I'm theoretical. Theoretically speaking, if you could just pop a team onto campus tomorrow, what sport would you like to see brought back to Slippery Rock or brought to Slippery Rock for the first time even? Oh, so you're not saying something funny like cornhole. I'm Is in. Cornhole and I, I it's, can not cornhole one. And it's not one, but if you wanted to add one, right? right? I, I can I think compete. Pop- I'm in on that one. Well, I'll tell you, here, here's an interesting one. Only because I never played this growing up, never played it all the way through college, never played it until my dad took me out one time. And now I love the sport. I'm not good at it. Okay. But I love the sport of golf. Um, I like, um, I like what it teaches people. I like the honesty that golf brings. Um, And you hope everybody is being honest, but I, I could watch uh, professional golf on TV every day because I, I, I do love um, what I think it teaches young men and women about collegiate athletics. All right. I would have hoped, I was hoping you were going to say curling because curling is my end to the Olympics. That's but what I've I'm putting, all my, I, putting only, all my marbles in on curling. I, you know, I do want to go bobsledding sometime. I think, do any, I don't do know. Any, <laughs> I don't know. Is I don't collegiate know where, bobsledding a thing? I, I like watching it on the Olympics and it goes so fast. I don't know if I would like it or I would be nervous about it, or maybe I should just do the luge and go down by myself on my back. I don't know. Is this people or the people that go down head first. 
See, that would, yeah, that's crazy. scary. That's the scary. Skeleton. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I can't help you with uh, with bobsledding, but in I live outside of Erie, and in the winter we have curling courts. If you want to come up and try it out, I do want to try it. I have some of my best friends uh, work at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Well, it doesn't do anything up there, but snow, right? right so right. <laughs> all the time that I watch them, and I've never done it, but I could probably brush that thing pretty fast. You know what I mean to get yeah. that thing. The disc where it needs to go. Listen, if you get the four of us SRU curling jerseys, the the night of curling's on me. You be careful. <laughs> Muttonville University curling Muttonville team. Muttonville University. <laughs> yep. What do you want to call it? <laughs> so the first guest we had on this podcast was Dr. Bob Watson, and he let us in on a little secret that someone way back in the history of Slippery Rock floated out the name Muttonville University because apparently that was a yep. The town could have been called Bef- Muttonville. Yeah, before it was Slippery Rock, it was considered <laughs> Muttonville, the town Pennsylvania. Was, yeah, yeah. I almost so. thought you said Muffinville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse. To I know, right? Right. <laughs> All right. Last question: If you could eat dinner tonight with anyone, dead or alive, who would you pick? My dad. Hmm. Only because he he left too early. Yeah. But if you don't want me to say a family member, I'll tell you somebody I'm really, you I would say love, whoever you want. Yep. I would love to meet sometime. Um, many, many years ago, I said, I would love to sit down with um, Oprah Winfrey. I, I loved watching Oprah Winfrey. I liked, I liked her, her show. Um, I've often thought I would like to, to, to meet Barack Obama. One of my passions when I was at the NCAA and I never got it to happen. It was the one thing every year I pushed to happen and you see on TV that the Division One um, national champions get to go to the White House, right? They always get to go with the president, and you never see a Division Two school there. Hmm. And so my push has always been to try to get a Division Two school there as a national champion. So I'm thinking about reading, writing out uh, a letter to our our new administration and see if Joe Biden would have one of our teams. And it doesn't. I don't have to go there. I just our kids deserve it. Yeah. Uh, so just a little bit, that was a really sidebar to going to my dad, to Oprah, to Barack Obama. So I apologize. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I apologize. That was your question. So you could take it wherever know, right? you wanted. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Well, Dr. Page, once again, welcome back to the rock. We're excited to have you and thank you for joining us here today. Uh, it's been my pleasure. I hope, uh, I mean, I, I want the best for us and we're going to continue to get better better than we already are. And uh, I look forward to working with all of you to make that happen. Indeed. Everyone listening at home, thank you. We'll see you next time and go rock. Hello, SRU is brought to you by Slippery Rock University and is part of the WSRU podcast network. It's hosted by Jeremy Lynch and produced by Nick Hartman and Justin Zackel. If you or someone you know has an SRU story, send it on over to podcast at sru.edu. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Hello SRU wherever you get your podcasts.